just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Preacher's Hour podcast. Welcome back. Yo, this is our 10th episode. Is it really? Did you know that? I didn't. It's episode number 10, dog. 10 episodes. 10 deep. That means we're finna get, we're starting, we about, we're in that position to get guests on the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love guests. 10 episodes already. 10, dude. This is number 10. Ooh, crazy. So, uh, how fitting for our 10th episode, um, I think we're gonna title this, I'm not sure if it's the title or not, but uh, Biblical Friendship and True Intimacy. So, biblical friendship and true intimacy. Um, so, I have a question for you, Jeffrey Copeland. All right, fam. Uh, what do you consider a friend to be? Like, when you think of a friend, like, what do you, like, what are maybe, like, the requirements, hmm. qualifications that um, have to be established in order for you to call someone a friend? Man, it's not a simple question. Um, I think now that I'm 30, if you'd asked me this, like, 10 years ago, five years ago, my answer would be different, probably. No doubt. But I think as as you get older, especially our generation, it is really difficult to have true, like, friendships. Mm-hmm. Just life is just makes it hard to be a friend. Um, you know, I've ha- I have people that I, I would consider friends. I've had the same friends. Some of them since, like, second grade. But, like our friendship is not as tight as it used to be because just life life happens. they live in different places we move you know i'm married they're not like just things have changed yeah and so i have uh a few like a group of a very small group of like i would consider like my friends friends like best friends Mm -hmm. you know um so for me like what makes somebody a friend is just availability as as harsh as that sounds yeah like it really it convenience is a big part of it i think so unfortunately maybe not even like as much as like convenience but like the willingness to give up other things to be with me yeah yeah like just you're actually available to spend time or talk to me or yeah whatever the case may be you're available availability is a big part of that um even if it's not in person. Like, I have a, my, one of my best friends, my boy Harry. Um, he's the one that just had the twins, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. had twins. He lives in a different state. He's yeah. about to move to a different state. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, like, we talk, you know, usually at least once a week. Um, he'll call me, and we'll just we'll chop it up. And, like, that's availability. Yeah. Um, if he calls me, I see he's calling me. If I'm, I will try to make sure I answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows that. And I, so I think that's a big part of it. It's just like, are you available? Yeah. And then I don't have to impress you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't have that's to, like, big. I, I can big. literally just be me. Yeah. And it's cool. Um, that's a big reason why I married my wife. That's probably the biggest reason why I married her is because I didn't have to, like, impress her. Wow. I didn't have to put on and be this person that mm-hmm. she would find impressive like no front necessary Love and it. she was with it i'm like okay cool this is my wife so I, I i think i want the same value in my friends that i can be myself 
I don't have to. I don't have to think about what I'm gonna say. I don't have to worry about like, oh, you know, I gotta make sure they don't see this side of me. <coughs> um, I can just be 100% Jeff, and it's cool. Yeah. So like, being able to be myself, and then them be themselves, mm-hmm. is also very important. I don't even know what you would call that, but it's super important. Yeah. Um, so so it would have to be for you like a top two is uh, availability, mm-hmm. and then like, maybe like authenticity. Yeah, that'd be it. I I I guess it's like, it's kind of going to the topic of intimacy, but that's a big part of it. Just, yeah, just kind of, not, not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I guess authentic, authenticity is probably the best word to use. Yeah, yeah. I think man. being being authentic in a friendship, um, it helps. And um, to be honest, like me and you have known each other, uh, like, dang, for like twenty years. Yeah. Um, I like known of each other, so mm-hmm. like we had probably like a. 10 year stint that we just didn't talk mm-hmm. like we weren't really close uh, but when we reconnected it was like it's like god did something yeah <laughs> i could not imagine life without you heck no like it's just weird that i was able to do life without you for 10 years almost um, yeah man it's crazy it's even harder to, to it's hard to imagine um it's hard to imagine like that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I, when I think back, I was like, yeah, man, I was doing all this stuff and Jeff didn't say nothing. Oh, wait. <laughs> Jeff wasn't there. What's his opinion? <laughs> you know, he didn't even tell me what he thought. Oh, wait. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's hard. And I think back to the time we met um, at iWalk mm-hmm. uh, in Fresno. And it was like this uh, this uh, young adult conference um, where people just came to like know more about Jesus, things like that, uh, how to spread the gospel. And um, we just reconnected, had some tacos. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, yeah, we got to hang out. But it was weird because I remember like when we when we reconnected, like I felt something, mm-hmm. and it was, it was like, you have to get to know this guy better, dude. Like I understand you were friends as kids, but like you have to like make that effort and to, like, make a, that happen. That's another thing I think. Uh, it's a it's a it's a willing like I want this to happen. I yeah. choose this, mm-hmm. right? So there's an effort that has to be. Um, put forth by both sides mm-hmm. um, and then like having stuff in common like just being compatible obviously yeah. we ain't got nothing in common like it's it, gonna be it doesn't really matter tough. how available you are <laughs> and how authentic you are it's like, gonna I, feel fake yeah so <laughs> or at but, least forced but the fact that like I had the same I was like okay I'm going to dedicate time and energy to this relationship mm-hmm. because I think it's important yeah. I don't know why but like met you met your wife and I'm just like, yo, there's something here, dude. And I, I need, this needs to, like, become more. I can't just, like, let this be, like, a little acquaintance. Like, oh, yeah, we met that one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Like, this needs to continue. Um, and I'm thankful to God that it did. Yeah. I mean, literally, this podcast was birthed out of our friendship. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this this is literally just an, like, a manifestation of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Just out of conversations we were already having. Yeah. And I think that's what just creates the structure for this podcast. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that like it, it has to. It's what guides us. Mm-hmm. If if we're talking about stuff that doesn't fit our friendship, it's not going to last. Work. Yeah, not at all. So everything we we do and moving forward, everything we're gonna do, is just you're getting a glimpse into our friendship. Mm-hmm. People are listening to that, and that's that's basically what this is, man. Yeah, no doubt. And that's uh, I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, um, because it's it's authentic. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's authenticity is is huge. Um, but if we're if like us being honest and real, um, I only have a timer on my to tell how much we're how much time I we're can see. Through. Okay, cool. Um, 
But uh, if I want, I want to be like open, honest, and transparent. Or is it honest, open, and transparent? Doesn't matter. Being hot, whatever. <laughs> you it need is. all of them. Yeah. Um, but if I'm if I'm one hundred percent honest, man, like we have an intimate friendship. Mm-hmm. We have a legit intimate friendship. Um, so like, what do you think makes intimacy in a friendship possible? Um, I think you have to, first of all, like define intimacy Hmm. because our culture messes it up. It has nothing to do with sex. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, dude, shout out to the Southside Rabbi podcast, bro. They broke it down really well. So good. But it has nothing to do with sex and we live in a super overly sexualized culture. We think everything has to do with sex. Like, no. It's ridiculous. Intimacy has nothing to do with sex. It is... The first and foremost, intimacy is something that we need with God first. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to be known by Him, be completely... Like it says in in Genesis, like being naked and unashamed. That's in front of God. Yeah. Right? And that doesn't mean... It doesn't just mean like literally physically naked. It Mm -hmm. means that I am 100% exposed yeah you can see all of me Mm -hmm. right my faults my issues not physically spiritually like yeah you can see my brokenness yeah and you're willing to accept it and love me anyway and so intimacy is letting somebody see you completely exposing yourself to them Mm -hmm. risking being shamed risking being hurt um risking them you know using it against you you're yeah. trusting that they won't. I think I said this before in some other, one of our other episodes, but just like intimacy or any relationship is like giving somebody a loaded gun and trusting that they won't use it against you. Yeah. Right? So um, you need intimacy. I think, first of all, every single human being desires this. Oh, We for were sure. made for, for intimacy. This. Not just with God, but with each other. No doubt. I think that's why God gave us each other because he knows that we need intimacy so he's like, yo, I want you guys to be intimate with me, but I also want you to be able to share this intimacy with other people, mm-hmm. right? So obviously you need that in your marriage. But then at the same time, if you're single, you can find intimacy outside of marriage. Yeah. In fact, you should. You should, yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with sex. You don't need to worry about it becoming a sexual thing. It's just being able to be exposed in front of somebody else and then expose themselves in front of you. And that bond that bonds you and makes yeah. you closer and so absolutely if you don't have friendship not every friendship or relationship is going to be intimate it's just not you're going to have acquaintances you're going to have co-workers sure. you're going to have casual people but you do need a few i don't know what the number but you need a few, few yeah intimate relationships friendships um just to get your needs met as a human mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. um so yeah bro like if you don't have that people you need to really re-examine who you call friends no doubt i I think what is super important is um uh as as you are a person seeking intimacy which i'm pretty sure like like you said everyone Mm -hmm. wants this Mm -hmm. um one thing that i noticed is uh from that podcast Mm -hmm. outside rabbi podcast was like you have to be willing to be the initiator of Mm -hmm. all of that so like if you really want intimacy um Biblical intimacy, mm-hmm. not like a sexual intimacy, uh, which it sucks, man. Like, honestly, it sucks the fact that Western culture has taken this word and, and it applied it to sex. Mm-hmm. Um, limited it to it. Yeah, limited. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, soft topic, but I got to go here. <laughs> go ahead. Even in marriage, 
intimacy doesn't equal sex. Exactly. Like, I don't know how many times, like, my wife is like, dude, like, I just want to be next to you. Like, we don't have to do anything. Like, can you just be here with me? And I'm like, oh, well, I thought you meant, like, it's, like, society has messed up my brain. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Like, I am a preacher, and my brain is always messed up. So when my wife, like, comes and snuggles up with me, I'm like, all right, cool, it's it's time to get it popping. She's like, no, I just want to be next to you. Like, do we have to have sex every time that I'm, like, giving you a hug? Every time that Mm -hmm. I'm, like, cuddled up to you uh, next to you in the bed? Like, do we have to? And it's like, well, I mean, that's intimacy. No, it's not intimacy. It's not intimacy. So everybody out there who thinks intimacy is sex you have to renew your mind yeah i mean number one like that what you just shared is fantastic and it's intimate Mm. like the fact that you were able to expose like a a broken part of you which everybody has and by the way we're all sexually broken um and i think what we see in western society is just a uh just that could you know working itself out yeah brokenness Mm -hmm. but like that's why you can have people running around with multiple sexual partners and have zero intimacy. Zero. You can and, literally and just be, be lost in, yeah. like, just like, oh, man, none of my relationships work out. Uh, and then, like, just serial dating mm-hmm. and even, like, serial sleeping with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you can have people who <coughs> who have sex, but it's like, if, if the person you're having sex with asks for the password to your phone, you'd be like, whoa, hey. Chill. Mm-hmm. That's in your mind. That's too intimate. <laughs> Even though you just literally <laughs> had your sex whole with body them, with this person, right? So I think they're definitely separate things. Mm. And even in marriage, there, I think it's important to know that if you're entering a marriage, if you're in, or if you're married or whatever, like you need to know that intimacy is a separate thing from sex, for sure. For bro. sure. Um, and and writing on that um, intimacy being separate from sex, uh, I believe that this is. This is, uh, it, there's a scripture in the Bible, there's a, there's a story in the Bible about mm-hmm. David and Jonathan. Um, David is, uh, King David, as mm-hmm. most of our listeners know, if you don't, go check out uh, First and Second Samuel. It's yeah. an amazing story. Yeah. Um, but in Second Samuel, um, or in First Samuel, David is uh, being chased by Saul toward the end. Being chased mm-hmm. by Saul, who was the king at the time. The very first king. Of, very first king of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saul did a terrible job <laughs> at leading Israel. And mm-hmm. then... Um, made a campaign to kill David. And so David's the one that killed Goliath, and they were cool at first, and then just went to complete (laughs) boo-boo. So uh, Saul tries to kill David, and then Saul's son is Jonathan. And Jonathan loves David, and David loves Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And as you read the story in uh, at the end of 2 Samuel, at the end of 1 Samuel, Samuel, going into 2 Samuel, you'll see their relationship is just super close like when i read these stories and i read what how these two men loved each other like at first you're just like this is weird mm-hmm. but then when you understand what like biblical intimacy really is what true intimacy is supposed to be you look at this relationship and you're just like man i wish i had a dude i wish i had a bro like that mm-hmm. i wish i had a friend that could like be a confidant in this um and david and jonathan had this super close mm-hmm. relationship like i can guarantee you uh, they saw each other as brothers i I could even say, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain of this in the Bible, that David was closer than jo- to Jonathan than his actual biological mm-hmm. brothers. Absolutely. Like him and... You don't even hear about his brothers. You don't hear about his brothers. After, after, after it'd be... The anointing thing <laughs> yeah. that was going on, after that, it was Oh, like, David had brothers? <laughs> yeah, you don't even hear about it. <laughs> but yeah. you see David mm-hmm. and Jonathan um, loving each other to the point where Saul's trying to kill David, and... 
David uh, is seeking counsel from Saul's son, which is Jonathan, would you think that you know the the king and his prince would work together to kill David? Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan was like, "Nah, dad, you tripping? Like this, this is my, my this is my boy. boy, like this is my brother. Like you yeah. kill him, it, me and you, <laughs> we gonna have to, we gonna fight. We gonna yeah. take these javelins outside." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, in their relationship, uh, it grows to this point, um, super deep point, uh, where Jonathan. Um, rescues David from Saul's hand mm. um, or like alerts him that Saul's trying to kill him still and uh, David runs away whatever and then uh, a few years later Saul dies and after Saul dies uh, Saul dies with his son Jonathan on the battlefield and it gets reported to David that his son has that his best friend and brother has passed away or has been killed and the king uh, the anointed king of Israel Saul has been killed as well so he hears this and he laments um, he kills the messenger. I'm not gonna tell you why. You just gotta read that story for yourself. Um, so yes, the messenger. Don't kill me on messenger. You better give the right message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. So, uh, so David hears the the, me the the message from the messenger, and he laments. He tears he tears his clothes, and he uh, doesn't eat for the rest of the day, just like heartbroken. Uh, and then he writes a song. And in the song, he says like at the end of the song, he says that um, his love for Jonathan surpass the love of women mm. so basically he was saying like i love jonathan more than i love women and a lot of people try to take that out of context and try mm -hmm. to say oh david and jonathan had this this gay like affair that's not no, what the bible's talking about. like you can't yeah it just yeah. doesn't work first of all both of them were married to women yes uh david had three wives three wives at the time um i think what you should see when you read this is that David was getting a f intimacy from his boy Jonathan that he wasn't getting from, in his, his from his wives, mm -hmm. which you could argue is an issue. Yeah. It has nothing to do with homosexuality, but mm -hmm. it is an issue within, you know, polygamy or, or David's own marriages that, mm -hmm. that way he was he was failing at. Um, I would even say yeah. just in the in, in culture in itself, mm -hmm. like uh, men didn't confide in women, even if it was their own wives. Mm -hmm. They just yeah. at that point it just wasn't a thing. I mean, even now in certain um, Eastern civilizations um, or uh, societies, mm -hmm. that's just not the thing. Yeah. Like your wife is there to you know procreate and to be you know there for you to serve you. Yeah. Um, but obviously in David's situation, that wasn't enough. He needed someone to be like a confidant, someone mm -hmm. to to love and to like cherish, but like to share his like deepest feelings, his emotions, um, which is crazy. Like you, I'm pretty sure many people didn't see the king cry, but I can mm -hmm. guarantee that Jonathan saw David cry on more than one occasion. Mm -hmm. um, Throughout their throughout their friendship together, uh, so yeah, they get to this point where David says that he loves uh, Jonathan more than he loves women, and honestly, I can I can be honest, and babe, I want you to know I love you to the fullest, <laughs> um, and I I trust you with any secret that I have, um, but there are times where I feel like there are things I can tell you mm -hmm. right off the bat, like it can happen, and then three seconds later I'm like I'm gonna tell Jeff, mm -hmm. but I have to contemplate if I'm going to tell my wife or not. Like what the struggle is, or like what I'm going through, because I, I, and I, I don't know. So this is just me being honest. Mm -hmm. This is unfiltered thinking right here. So be kind, be kind, family. <laughs> uh, I don't want to overburden my wife absolutely with the things that are burdening me, mm -hmm. and I do feel like there are areas where my wife excels and I can just tell her things like when it comes to like majority of ministry stuff I could be like hey babe like this is really messing me up and she'll come from me and be there for me and we can like have those 
those moments. But um, there are times when I have to talk to somebody ASAP. Like, I can't wait. I can't contemplate. But, like, my wife is not always my first person that I go to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's wrong or not. Because um, I want it to be her. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I, have, I feel like I have a duty to protect her from things that, I mean, sometimes I'll tell you. And then you'd be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Like, you can tell your wife. I was like, all right, cool. I was just struggling. Yeah. And then you kind of like give me that okay. So I don't know if that's like right, but I feel like that's the kind of intimacy that we have. Um, and I want to have that with my wife. I'm just kind of in the air about so how I would I would works. say, number one, I don't think it's wrong. Mm. Because I, I one thing we have to understand that he said in the, in the Southside Rabbi podcast was just like, we have to be careful thinking that we have to get everything from our spouse. They have mm-hmm. to be our everything. They have to fulfill every, every single need. need. That's not even fair to put on another person, mm. right? Um, oh, wow. It's you need you need multiple relationships. Obviously, my wife is my top priority when it comes to other human relationships. My mm-hmm. wife's gonna be. Yeah, she's one. gonna get the number one, whatever, number regardless, one. right? But there are certain things, and then I should expect the same thing with her, like. There's certain things that she has to go tell somebody else that she can't share with me um, just because of the nature of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think um, we protect each other from certain things. Like, there's times where she'll be like, you know what, I'm going to go talk to my sister about this. Uh, I'm going to go talk to my mom. I'm going to talk to like, you know, even your wife, mm-hmm. Jessica. I'm going to go talk to them about this. Number one, she, I think the main reason is just like, this is going to be boring for you. <laughs> It's like some women type of stuff. I got to go talk to her about some hair yeah. or about, mm-hmm. you know. Or how I don't like my hair. Mm-hmm. Or what I'm going to wear to this thing or whatever. Yeah. So I am not. I can't be like, oh, you're not being intimate with me. <laughs> it's not fair. You're going to tell someone else? Like, no. Like, she's, she, in fact, she's just being a good friend to me mm-hmm. by sparing me certain things that she knows. It's just, <laughs> no, nah, you need to hear this. And I think, like. There are, like you said, in this more serious note, there are things that I have to, my wife is so amazing at like taking on stuff and handling issues. There's times where I'm like, I need to protect her from herself. Because mm-hmm. if I tell her this, she's going to take it on. It'll be another burden she's going to try to fix. And yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt her, actually. So mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I, I'm going to take this to a brother that I trust, like mm-hmm. usually you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll talk to you about it and, and get your thoughts on it. Um, not that I won't tell her. Yeah. But it's just like... It's almost like you're trying to filter it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So even right now, like I just came onto a podcast with unfiltered thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I feel like I feel safe like I, I can do that here. Um, but like there's times when I don't want to take unfiltered thinking to my wife. Right. Because I may not say the thing the right way. I may not convey the message the right way. Mm-hmm. And then she'll take it, uh, like she'll, she'll either burden herself with it. Or she'll hear it and just she'll think like, like what the heck? Like yeah, I don't. Why did you tell me this? Like you know, I can't help you. Whatever the case may be, it's it may not come off the same way. Mm-hmm. But after you give it to a person who can handle the unfiltered thinking, yeah. And I don't think, uh, which is funny, like what you said, there are certain people who can handle certain unfiltered thinking. Mm-hmm. So like I can tell, them, I can talk to you about certain things that are unfiltered. There are things that I don't bring to you first. Sometimes I'll take it to my wife. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to talk to Jeff about this, this, and this. She's like. Yeah, I wouldn't say this part, and then like I would mm-hmm. rephrase this part, and then go talk to him. All right, cool. Yeah. Because even unfiltered thinking to you, depending on what we're talking yeah, about, exactly. may not be appropriate or like yeah. ready to. Handle. I think what we need to understand is that, and this is actually, I think it's in one of the proverbs. I I'm gonna go back and, and double check and make sure I get this right. 
I can give it to you guys. But there are we are meant to have like multifaceted uh, relationships. relationships as far as like to get the most out of me to be for me to be the most complete version of, of Jeff. Mm-hmm. I need multiple people to do that. There are things that my wife can get out of me that you can't. There are things that you or, or patient or somebody can get out of me that my wife can't. Yeah. Um, so I need everybody around me mm-hmm. to be the best version of me. That's right. That's good. Um, I think we wrongly put too much on our, our marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is it. You have to be everything for me. Yeah. And it's like, that's not fair to that it's person. Not. That's not. Because when um, they can't fulfill it, you feel like they let you down. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, oh, like, you know, I needed you at this point. And it's like, they're I can't not, I'm not do that God. for you. Yeah. Like, I don't have, I can't, I can't. How can I say this? Your spouse is not designed to handle all of you. Absolutely. That's, yeah. I don't know I where that came from. I don't yeah. know why we started I think, saying I that. I think they're supposed to be able to accept Yes. You, right? They mm-hmm. they love you unconditionally. They they accept you. You can be one hundred percent vulnerable to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they can't address all the things that you bring to the table. Say that. Um like there's certain things that like men issues mm-hmm. that my wife is not equipped to deal with. She's like, You need to go talk to she'll tell me. Yeah. You need to go hang out with so and so and talk to so and so about that. That'll help you be a better father mm-hmm. or a better husband or a better whatever yeah. you need to be for me. Yeah. I can't help you with this. You need no to doubt. go talk to so-and-so. Yeah. I even and, think about, like, uh, preacher stuff. Yeah, Like, dude. there's certain things, like, uh, that, like, in our community, like, I can I can take certain things to, like, my wife. Um, there's certain things I can take to you. But I got to know, like, what I'm talking about and who I'm talking and whom I'm talking to. So, knowing that, uh, like, your wife's not a preacher. So, if you're, you know, you're talking about... Oh yeah, I, I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to exit this text. She'll probably just be like, "What the heck is XG? She'll know what it means. That was disrespectful. She knows what it means. You're trying to hurt your feelings. Huh? I'm not hurting your feelings, no. Lena. We love you. But like, you know what I'm saying? You know what no, I'm absolutely. Saying? Like, yeah, I got you. There are certain things that we can um, talk about, but it's like, is this the right person to mm-hmm. um, give this information to? Uh, and you know, is it something I can tell them later, or should I tell them now? There's just a lot of. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that goes into intimate relationships. Than just like trying to put all of that on one person, mm-hmm. even if it is just a friend, it don't have to be your spouse. Yeah. Even if you have like you're not married and you have like this best friend who you want to confide everything into, and then one day they're not able to hold that that all together, and they tell you, "Bro, stop telling me stuff like this. I can't handle it." Mm-hmm. And then you just flip off the handle, like, "I thought you were my you're friend. My best. You were supposed yeah. to be my best." Mm-hmm. No, chill. Yeah. Chill. You need other people in your life um, to handle all of you. Yeah. You need a circle, bro. It's yes. got to be multiple people. That's why the Trinity is not just two people. Go ahead. Go ahead. God <laughs> even got a... You know God what I'm saying? Within himself. Within himself. He didn't limit himself to, you know... <laughs> yeah, was, man. He's like, and that's why when Jesus came, he had a he had a circle, bro. Oh, yeah. And then within his circle, he had a circle, circle right? Mm-hmm. You know, Lies. when he goes to when he goes to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he brought three other people <laughs> with him, closer with him. Mm-hmm. He brought his whole group, and then he brought three more with him. So it was a group of four. But it's just like, you you need different people with different personalities, different gifts, different abilities, to get the most out of you, mm-hmm. right? To be the complete, well-rounded version of you um, that God wants. And so He sends multiple people in your life. It's up to you to like nurture those relationships, 
and take care of them, but also just be smart and recognize sometimes people, I mean, it, it changes. Mm. Sometimes people will, will drift in and out of your life. You might be super close and then life changes and they move or whatever. Or like, here's another, while you were talking, I was thinking about this, like you might be friends with somebody and then they get in either a serious relationship or they get married. Yeah. You got to be prepared for your friendship to change, Mm -hmm. man. And that's a hard thing for some people. You know, it's funny. I'm thinking about even right now, um, we're super close. Mm -hmm. We don't have kids. Facts. And like, though I want you to have children, I'm kind of dreading the mm-hmm. moment that like you have a child because I know at that moment, not that our friendship like dwindles, but it's like time is more time is now reserved mm-hmm. for your family. Absolutely. And I don't know. I'm gonna take that. That's man. I don't know. That's how real, that. bro. I'm gonna have to move to the same house, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but no, it's real. Yeah, uh, things change, and I think one thing we have to realize um, is the difference between a like friendships, legit friendships, and companionship. Mm. And I think most people think that the words are like interchangeable, uh, but I don't really, don't, I don't really think so. Um, when you hear in the Bible about a companion, it's someone who like is along the journey with you, mm. but like they have somewhere else to go, they have something else to do. Um, so. They are trying to, um, uh, so they're trying to, um, they, they're, they're on the journey with you mm-hmm. for a certain period of time, and then they have to go and do their own thing. Right. Uh, they're not going to be on the same journey with you for a lifetime, uh, and they will be out of your life. Not just like, like if you moved away, like you would still be a, mm-hmm. a large part of my life. Facts. But the idea is like, no, no, no. Some people in your life, literally just for this part of your journey, and then they will be gone. That's a companion. A friend is like yeah they may have to make a left while you got to keep going straight but like guaranteed there's still a connection mm-hmm. but like most people are now and i think this is i don't know i don't know if it's just our society or even like social media did this i don't really know but yeah. like people are trying to hold companions Companions. in friendship positions Oof. and that is killing true friendship yeah, it's even killing intimacy i mean the fact wow. that you can't the fact that you have people in your life who you call friends and you like every time you see them you're trying to like have this like huge overwhelming emotion all this kind of stuff like oh I missed you but yet if you got arrested you, they, you would not call that person mm-hmm. but yet you still want to have like oh that's my BFF well like if if all goes to <laughs> you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. if, it, if it all hits the fan it all and, falls apart and, and that person not a person that you can contact or call in that moment then you need to find out like why or what this is. Is this a friendship or is this a companion? And you need yeah. to know where these people fit in your life and stop making, st- ooh, stop making friends companions, because that sucks. Yeah. And then stop making companions friends, man, because that sucks too. Man, that's, dude, that's good. Cause it's like, I'm I'm literally thinking of a relationship. Uh, I'm not gonna go into too much detail. But, like, I was close with this person mm-hmm. for a while, like, for years and years and years. And then uh, my situation changed. I got married. And that, I realized, was a companionship. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the words to explain it. But now, looking back, I'm okay. That was clearly a companionship. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I discount anything that that person was able, we were able to um, have or yeah. whatever or, or 
the value we put in each other's lives or whatever. But like that time is over, mm-hmm. that season is over, and that's okay. And that thing, you know you. what I'm saying? Say that. That's and then, okay. Yeah, and then like trying to make sure I don't. Ha- I have people that I should be. They're my friends, but I'm making them companions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of like. I'm gonna call him out, my boy Ryan, my boy Ryan McClarty, mm-hmm. the guy who makes the intro and exit music for our podcast. Yeah, you shout That's out. the homie, Young Ryan. Like, uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I struggle to make sure that I make time for us to like hang out and continue mm-hmm. our friendship. Um, we don't talk enough. We don't talk as much as we used to. Like mm-hmm. you said, before he got married, we were like yeah. super close, and then I got married. He was in my wedding, still super close. He got married. I was in his wedding. Still super close. They, him and his wife moved into the same apartment complex as us. We hung out like, oh my gosh, Dude. five days a week. Dude, and then like... they got pregnant. Ruined everything. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. And ever since he's had kids, they moved into a house. Like, yeah. not blaming him or anything. I'm mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's just a reality. It, it changed. And mm-hmm. it's like, we, I am struggling to make sure that I put the effort in mm-hmm. to be available, like I said. Yeah. And to be authentic and to make sure I'm putting effort into that and making time to make sure that, like, I talk to him, I check on him, see how everything's mm-hmm. going, we hang out. The friendship. Yeah, we just kick it, hang out, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we don't just talk when we need something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm i putting that on me. Like, I have to be a much better friend and brother to my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, that's important for anyone listening who is struggling with, like, uh, after hearing the difference between a friendship and a companion, mm-hmm. uh, you know who your friends are. Yeah. Like, especially after we've clarified the the journey thing, like if one person leaves the or goes on a different path than you, if you stay connected, that's a friend. If you disconnect, that's a companion. So, like, in in while you're traveling down this down this road, like you, when people take right turns and you're still going straight, if it's a friend, you have to put in the effort mm-hmm. to continue that friendship to keep that close. But also understand that it is not a obligation that every person that's on a journey with you has to stay connected mm. they can leave and that's okay but if you know in your heart that this is a friend mm-hmm. not a companion then you need to do the work that is necessary to make sure that stays together yeah man. so if you don't and you lose it um i don't even know if it's possible to get stuff like that back to be one of us honest yeah um i had a it's probably had, easier for guys than it is for girls oh <laughs> Sorry, ladies, but I think that's true. <laughs> I honestly think that's true. Um, guys can reconnect a lot easier. Um, from my experience. Yeah. From my experience, guys yeah. can connect a lot easier than girls. Um, but still, friendships have to be... It's work. Mm-hmm. It's work. I think that's what true intimacy really is. It is It is working together to make what God has put together solid. Or yeah. to, keep it, to keep it moving, keep it mm-hmm. functional. Uh, when we miss things like that, or when we let things like that go and we take them for granted, I know God's not pleased. Yeah. Like one God, thing I wanna I wanna give women credit for. Mm. This is this could be a whole other topic, but women do a much better job of putting effort into their friendships and oh, making yeah. them intimate. That's why it's a lot harder for them to reconnect because they, they they get hurt. They yeah. allow themselves to get hurt more, and I think that's something that guys we have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Of like actually being intimate with each other and then being vulnerable with each other and being emotional. Like we struggle. Yeah. Like I mean, 
like I I'm I have no problem, and this is just me. I have no problem telling my my really close guy friends that I love them. Mm-hmm. No issue with it. Not at all. But I know a lot of dudes that struggle with that. It's just saying I love. You. I mean, I my even teaching my students at my job, saying that they're like, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, <laughs> chill. That's kind of gay. And it's yeah. like no, not God, like not even. I you came and visited me <clears throat> at my job. And like I was excited to see you, hugged you. Yeah. It was like, whoa, why are y'all hugging? What is all this love? What is all that? Stuff? Yeah, chill. Like, What's wrong you know. With y'all? And like I would have no, I have no problem telling. I say I love you to my friends when I see them. Yeah. Um, and it's not weird. And it's not weird. And it, it's not gay. It's not. Not even a little bit. And it's and the thing is like it's not gay and it's genuine. Like yeah, man. When I say uh, I was thinking about this earlier, um, and I was like, man, this is crazy. The amount of love that I have for you, mm-hmm. like I would even, I would even say, and like God forbid this ever happens, but like if I got like someone was like looking for you, and they're like, look, if you don't tell us where Jeff is right now, like we're gonna hurt you, I would take a beating, like I feel like I would do that, like no, I no, want lie. you to do that. Tell them where I was no, at. I'm gonna tell them, but uh, <laughs> I would want to be like, no, like I'm not mm-hmm. giving my boy up uh, just so you can harm him. Like mm. no, let don't harm me. Because that's how much I love this person. Um, I would do it for my wife. I'd do it for my kids. Yeah, but man. like that love, I think it's because of the level of intimacy that we have. Yeah, dude. Like I couldn't rat you out. I mean, if you did something illegal, then I yeah. You know, you hey, just, tell him. I, I gotta tell be righteous him. to yeah. the Lord. Like, I gotta I'm commit I gotta to God answer. first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you did something yeah. wrong, like you know, you going to jail. Facts. But uh, if someone was trying to harm you um, for the gospel's sake or whatever, like I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my part and say no. That's my brother. I'm not gonna let you harm him. Yeah, man. Um, even and this is one thing that uh, I heard a long time ago, but like uh, you know when someone is like your your ride or die is when you if you get into a fight or that person gets into a fight you start fighting with them and you don't ask why you're fighting to the Until end of after. the fight. Yes. That is fighting? what it's like. Wait, why, why are we fighting? Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, he stepped on my shoe. Fam, really? What? We beat this guy up because <laughs> he stepped on your shoe. It's like, hey, I appreciate you though. Yeah. Like that's the type of relationship that the type of intimacy that you need to have in a friendship. That's the real stuff. Um, and it's not just when it comes to conflict. Like yeah, we said, man. a brother is there uh, when things are adverse, when things are hard. That's what you call on a brother for. But a friend is there all the time. So yeah, yeah. when adversity comes and when there is no adversity, mm-hmm. um, the, the friend is there. And uh, when I look at my life, I do believe that if I got into trouble, um, no, legitly, I think if I, if I had to fight somebody or somebody was trying to fight me, um, I would call my brother. Hmm. And he's been in jail. He knows yeah. how to fight. He's he's legit. He'd be much better off than me. <laughs> much better. I want to call Jeff, but I was like, you know, it would just different I, types. I of would help, say. but it would not. My services would not be that great. Um, but he would come yeah. and he would help me fight. And then, uh, but if I needed someone to confide in, mm-hmm. if my heart was broken, if like I was just like distraught, um, or literally just was bored. I would call you, which is funny. I got to tell you this. I had to apologize because um, I was super bored My this weekend when my Jessica and uh, the family went to uh, Merced to be with uh-huh. their family. Yeah. And I was by myself. And I was like, man, just call Jeff. He's probably not doing nothing. And I was like. You could have hit me up. I, I didn't want to, man. Because I was like, you and your wife. And I was like, I felt I felt bad. Because I was like, I might. Is this being selfish? Like, you got a whole wife. And you're just, all, you're just bored at home. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave Jeff alone. So uh, I went to go see Twenty One Bridges. Oh man, by yourself? By myself. Dang, bro. Yeah, 
It was pretty pathetic. But it was a good movie. Hey. <laughs> it was a good movie. That, man, I appreciate you. Yeah. So I just, went, I cool. just felt like, uh, because I didn't give you the opportunity to, to be like yeah. a friend, to be a brother. I didn't give you the opportunity to do it. So I just wanted to apologize oh, for Oh, man. That. It's all good, bro. Like, I appreciate you letting me and my wife have that time. Mm-hmm. But like, because I, it's the hard thing. My wife's even pointed it out. Like, if Brandon calls you, you're like, you go out of your way to like, to go and like be there for him and like you know if he needed you you would jump up and do it and i'm like that's true like like yeah. if you would give me an opportunity i would seriously have to be like oh dang babe you know brandon's like bored um you know and i just couldn't justify that like yeah like and I'm it's bored. hard but that would be i'd be like dang uh i know we over here hanging like, out but like, and then i was thinking like okay yeah all three of us can just come over to the house and just chill and then i was like that's probably just weird for selena just to be like Really she would be cool with it though I think she you think so actually. oh yeah like I yeah I right. that's the coolest thing about all of our friendship you know the four of us our wives and us like I think it's just it would be cool but man dude I, I I love that when Jesus says like a friend stays closer than a brother mm. I've heard that verse so my whole life and it doesn't make it never made sense but now I'm just like a brother is there out of obligation Ooh. like your brother is or your family is That's obligated true. to be there, mm-hmm. like through just biological relationship. They yeah. gotta, they gotta they support gotta be you. There. But a friend chooses, chooses to do the good, bad, and the ugly. like. They out of their free will, they choose to like be there for you. You see how different that is. That is way different, this bro. Literally night and day. Like, yeah, man. I'm no, not, I love my biological brother. That's my yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. But just the fact <laughs> that you would go out of your way to like be there for me when you didn't have, have to. to. Like, that's different, man. That's a different type of thing. You didn't have to. You're not obligated. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is you want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be annoyed if my brother need. Like, obviously, I'm going to go, I got you, fam. Oh, yeah. you're in trouble? I got you. I would be like, dang, he needs me. I got to go. I have to go out of my way and go do. I got to move certain mm-hmm. things. And I got to go help him. But, like, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. But, like, if you, like, yo, I need, you know, an some money. Or I need this. I need I need alternate. I need, I need my car broke down. I need, like, we're leaving your house and our we have a flat tire at the middle the, of the night and you went out of your way to like help us like you did not have your oh man that sucks but you better call AAA or something you could have easily <laughs> done that you've been well within your rights you weren't obligated to help yeah. us but you did yeah. and I'm just like I wanted to yeah man that's crazy and it's just, I mean I think about it all the time uh, when your wife talks about um, buying the house you know she wants to buy a house she's like oh we buy a house she wants to buy a new house because she doesn't want to fix anything. And it's like, no, but I'll help you fix it. She's like, you'll, I'll get on your nerves. I'll probably get on your nerves with all the stuff I want to fix. And I was thinking, it's like, yeah, but I want that. Mm. Like, I, w- I want you to, like, I want it to get to the point where, you're, where I can, because I, because I believe that we're super intimate. Our families are, like, literally intertwined. Close. If it got to the point where you were annoying, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead and hire a contractor. <laughs> I'm not going to help you anymore. And she'd be like, rude and then she'd pick up the phone and call a contractor yeah. you know what I'm because that, that's the dynamic that's the intimacy that our families have together yeah. um, and we can get to this point where it's not uh, like you you annoy me and our friendship is over it's like no you annoy me but I love you mm-hmm. and I'll find somebody else to do it yeah. and that's what I think that's what true friendship and true intimacy yeah, man. Uh, you are, really looks you like you have exposed all of you and some of it is annoying mm-hmm. but I'm taking it all of but, and I still love it mm-hmm. I still love it uh, I want I want to hit on this. Um, I don't know how much time we got. Yeah, we're at forty-three minutes. All right, let's just keep going. Because <laughs> uh, I really I want to touch on this. Um, I know it's gonna be another ten minutes, but for those who don't like long podcasts, hey, you're free to go. Yeah. But for those who do, <laughs> this is the part I really wanted to to talk about, um, and it has to do with social media. 
Mm. Social media. Jeff Copeland, has social media diminished true friendship? Absolutely. Um, it has ruined and tainted the word friend. Mm. Um, and it, it's like, it was so subtle. It was. Like, I, I, like we, none of us, we, I grew up on MySpace, mm-hmm. right? And like, just that whole concept, it's genius from the social media marketing perspective. People used to say that social media was a devil. Now you'd be like, Ugh. ooh, that's hard to argue <laughs> with now. At first I was like, man, you tripping, it's cool. But now it's like, okay. Because to, of the subtlety, that's why I'm like. Yeah, to be able to call things, oh, this is my friend, you have a new friend request, mm-hmm. so-and-so follows you, they like your stuff, um, you know. Just that whole dynamic of like, oh, you're my friend on it's here. It's like fake intimacy. It, it is. It's like, it's fake love. Let's go, Drake. Mm, <laughs> fake, fake love, love man. <laughs> because it's like, it's it's a cheap substitute for something that, that we know we need. Mm-hmm. Right? We all know we need intimacy. And I think the, the designers of social media platforms knew that as well. So they're like using that to... Give us something that we that we think is doing the job, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a, it's like, it's like eating fast food instead of like a home cooked I mean, meal. meal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll get the job done. Yeah, it's getting the job as soon but as it's, it's done. It's hurting you actually. Yeah, you're gonna and you're going to want more, mm-hmm. and you're going, but you're going to be sick. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, man. It's like I'm still hungry, but oh, my stomach hurts. Yeah. It's like you could just cook what's in your refrigerator. Nah, oh, man, I'm gonna go back and try this one more time because mm-hmm. maybe this might work. I thought about this the other day. Um, I was talking with um, this guy that I follow on social media, and he has 13,000 followers. Mm. Um, and I was like, man, like, you're just, you're a musician, but you're like a regular dude. Like, you're not, like, super hype, or, or you're not super, like, flashy, mm-hmm. but you have 13,000 followers. Like, what does that feel like? He was like, it doesn't feel like anything. I don't know these people. Like, I'm not, like, the people, I don't even respond to the majority of the comments that I get for videos that I do mm. because I mean other than a thank you mm-hmm. but like when it's my friends like you can see so like we went on in social media and like there are a few people that'll say man this is a fire run or this is all this is an amazing like combination or whatever musicians say mm-hmm. um and he will reply it's like man I've been working on this for so long mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna get it that has a but someone was saying the exact same thing and he just like thanks thanks yeah. because he understood which is funny uh in in his testimony what we were just talking but as he was speaking he was just telling me at first like when when it was rising i was like this is what i want mm. and then i hit ten thousand, and it was like it was still empty mm-hmm. even though i'm getting eight thousand on a on a picture eight thousand likes on a video like it was still empty it didn't bring me any fulfillment and he said he hurt it hurt him the fact that it was that it didn't bring him no fulfillment but then he understood that social media is a tool mm-hmm. it is not real it's a, I think KB said it. He said it is a supplement for reality. It is not reality. Supplement itself, right? for reality. Yeah, man. It's like taking supplements instead of eating real food. It's not, that should it not doesn't. be replacing meals. Um, no such thing as a meal replacement. Yeah. I think that's, that's so helpful to hear from somebody like that. Like, mm-hmm. like having a big quote unquote following mm-hmm. should not. And I think people are starting to realize it. They'll say they it, mm-hmm. but we still haven't. It still hasn't like gotten to the point where it's like widespread, like people will like understand this should not be the goal. Yeah, unless it's your goal is to just be financially 
like secure mm-hmm. from your whatever you're doing on social media. Yeah, I I'm not against you. Do your mm-hmm. thing. Make your money. Provide yeah. for your family. If this is how you do it. But if you're trying to get fulfillment Film. from this, it's not gonna. Hopefully, work. you realize by now that is not gonna do it. You're gonna be left completely, completely empty. Wrong. Yeah. Um. And the thing about yeah. what what I've learned about uh, it's just so weird. Like the the language that they use, like yeah. the intimate language that social media uses. Uh, when you think about followers, uh, you think about followers of Jesus, right? Or for me, I don't think about followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the people who. Uh, who were like down while they were being fed mm-hmm. or down when he was like doing cool healing people, healing the sick. I don't think it was then um, where, where these people were followers. I think these people were, were like more of like spectators mm-hmm. and they were hoping to gain something from being near Jesus. But the followers are the ones that like saw him after he died. The ones that followed him while he was even like Peter, um, I mean, of all the disciples scattered, but that was just because, like, that's what the Bible said was going to happen. But they all came back. Like, mm-hmm. these are followers. Yeah. People who are ready and willing to die for you, who are willing to carry on the message that you are giving to the people. Most people on on social media are not real followers. Hmm. They're not. Like, they would not, they wouldn't, they wouldn't help you in a bind. They wouldn't, they really wouldn't even follow you, like, down the street. Yeah, they don't care about you. Zero cares. Man, like, uh, there's this dude on YouTube. Uh, he had he's a Christian dude too. He he plays like games, and he had like four million subscribers. And there would be moments where he would go like months without posting. He had, in fact he hasn't posted in probably I don't even know. It's probably been like five months by now. <laughs> and people are like oh. He sucks. Like they're like they're like attacking him for it. like how come you're not like feeding our our what we want basically. Shut up. That's, that's what they're they're not saying that but that's what they're right. what they mean. Like mm-hmm. how come you haven't posted a video in a while? Like we need to be entertained. And then there's a few people who are like, "Yo, man, praying for you. Hope you're okay. Hope everything's all right." Like clearly you. And every time he's done that and come back, he'll be like, "Yeah, like I was struggling. Like I needed to take a break because like wow. this was just it was a lot of weight on me. Like this." Being this person who people are following and subscribing to mm-hmm. is very draining. Yeah. To like, you know, obviously, and then people feel like they own you. Like, oh, you know, we paid for that house that you're in and the car that you drive. Like, no, you know, you, you need us and blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, purely from a financial standpoint, yes, you have helped me by you watching and subscribing yeah. and liking. Yes, you have been able to help me pay for stuff and provide for my family thanks appreciate it mm. but you don't own me no like not, not at all and, and if i want to on your on your own free will and i'm not getting no fulfillment from you you mm-hmm. you don't care about me not at all only the people who like will reach out and say yo man like i'm, I'm hoping you're okay mm-hmm. like i hope everything's all right i hope nobody yeah. didn't die or whatever's going on why you're not posting i'm concerned for you, you as a person as a person yeah not not, yeah, for, not for you to give me what your, i want yeah. Yeah, not right. for your content. Like I'm mm-hmm. concerned about you, the person. Absolutely. Um, and I think this is where we mix social media with, or yeah, social media with reality. Mm-hmm. Like the reality is, most people don't care. Like, yeah. I find it. I honestly find it um, disgusting when uh, people like like my pictures mm-hmm. on social media. Like when they do like you know twenty pictures in a row, like just like. Because in my mind, I'm like, do you really like this picture? Do you even like me? Mm. Or are you just, like, trying to get a reaction from me? Mm. Are you trying to, like, fabricate something to where 
I mean, I've had people literally go on my page, uh, on my photography page, and like every single one of my pictures. So it does, like, I'm always like, well, that's, that's strange. So then I'm like, all right, hey, like, cool. Like, I'll follow that person. Like, oh, hey, appreciate you. Thank you for liking my pictures. Like, you know, do we know each other? Um, are you in Fresno? Whatever, whatever. And like, no response. And I just feel weird. Because mm. I felt like, okay, maybe something was happening. And then you find out, like, no, it was. And sometimes it's like not even a real person. It's like a bot or whatever. However, oh, like Instagram man. lets all these like weird things happen. And it, it was it was awkward. But one thing I love about Instagram now is that they took away the likes. Yeah, I Only like that. you can see it. Yeah. yeah, which is I mean it doesn't really. You have to kind of go out of your way to do it. Now yeah. I'm just like I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Here. Which I think is great because what it does is it helps people understand that this is not real. Yeah. This is not. This is. I want you to. And I, I feel like social media is they're. They're trying to do some type of... Either uh, they're trying to or they're being forced to by society and <laughs> lawmakers. Yeah. It's realizing like, this stuff is addicting, addicting. it's hurting mm-hmm. people, it's hurting our society. And it's making people like not trust people in real life. Um, you see people like wanting intimacy so bad online mm. uh, to the point where like, I mean, online dating, like all this oh, stuff is just... Yeah. I, I'm not saying that you can't use it, but the idea is like, I, I don't... Or for me, I don't believe that it was designed to produce true intimacy or true friendship. I believe that it was it was designed to take that away. Like mm. I think it was a, a design to take intimacy and friendship away from human and human interaction because honestly it makes it hard to even like try to spread the gospel um, when it comes to like online stuff. Like you can't talk about Jesus and like have a a serious impact on somebody. Mm. More or less. I feel like number one we're going to have to do a separate uh, episode on social media. Yeah. I think um, in another aspect as far as like uh, evangelism. I want to mm-hmm. do an episode on that. But um, yeah, dude, I think You can't argue points though. That's my It's so, like, I see people try and it's like, it's an epic fail because yeah. no one can see you. They can't see your heart. Yeah. They just see your words. Yeah. And well, we are definitely going to have to address this on yeah. that. But as far as like our topic today of friendship, man, I think this was like really, really dope. And I hope um, this helps somebody. No if doubt. you're listening, I hope this was like helpful for you. You learn something and you will, you know, self-reflect and, and self-evaluate yeah. your Think different relationships, this, how you, and I know I can always be a better friend. No um, Me too. I can be a lot better at everything, obviously. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, take this serious, man. Yes. Like, obviously, we went over time, and that was just because I really wanted to point out the fact that, um, you know, social media, friendships, they're not real. Like, there are people in your life. Like, cherish humans. Mm. Um, and that's, like, that's that was the heart of that, that last segment. Yeah, man. But, like, friendship is super important. Intimacy is not sexual. Like, if I have to lead you with anything, yes. intimacy is not way. sexual. Uh, you need people in your life who you can be intimate with, which means you can be open and vulnerable with them, and they will be open and vulnerable with you. And last thing I want to leave you with, if you are seeking this type of friendship, if you're seeking this type of intimacy, you have to be the initiator. Hmm. Like, you cannot go out and try to find this. You have to start this. Hmm. It has to come from you, and then it'll come to you. Oof. That makes any sense. Amen. So, love y'all. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, this is the Preacher Hour Podcast. We are here to give you uh, culture and society through a preacher's perspective. Amen. See y'all next time. See y'all.
just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes. No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke. Hey, just another brother off the bow. You ain't for the family, guess it shows. All these friends are low key like my foes.